play NBA? Did you did you watch no. Belt Air? No, I don't. I no. I just want to ignore it. I I want to. No, I want to watch it. Are you kidding me? No, I want to pretend it doesn't exist. You're you're. Welcome back, Bucket Busters. I'm your host, Tim Johnson, and this is the Busted Bucket Podcast. Locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, city of bridges, Stumptown PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me is my co-host. The Bay Area Blazer, Rosa Panther. Look good, feel good, pod good, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it, my friend. <laughs> you gotta you gotta throw that pause in there. I'm... Let's get it. You gotta build the suspense, bro. <laughs> that sounds straight from the 90s, yo. <laughs> like, like right I mean, before we, they we turned are... on the cameras for In Living Color. <laughs> hey, that was my favorite show back in the day. Dude, it was nice, dude. That was my jam, man. Right? You had the, the Fly Girls, too. Ooh. Yeah. Way better than, like, what? Mad. Remember Mad TV? Oh, yes, Mad TV. Oh, yes. You know what's funny is I actually watch The Living Color more than I watch Saturday Night Live. Me, too. We're cut from the same cloth. I know, right? Seriously. Hey, man. Seriously, thank you for joining me again. Absolutely. Today, we are going to talk about the Blazers against the Warriors. It's funny because... I just had that little hiccup there because I'm an idiot. Ooh. And I put bucks. Strong words. I know. Strong words from a strong man, man. <laughs> or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, the, the the Blazers took on the Warriors last night. Look, it was not pretty. I think it was a kind fun, of... it was a fun game. That first well, quarter. Well, yeah, coming from a Warriors fan. No, I'm, I mean, okay, I have love for the Warriors. I also have love for the Blazers. Let's get this straight, okay? <laughs> but I'm saying, I'm just saying, that first the quarter first was fun, the, dude. The, the first the first quarter was fun. The first half was decent. Look, yeah. I expected a blowout, so I was not surprised one bit. But I will say there were some moments in that game that i did like absolutely that first quarter was awesome yeah frisky. I, I couldn't believe we were yeah did you just say frisky yeah they were frisky the blazers stopped me frisky. dead in my tracks you said frisky <laughs> well that's the, the best way i can describe the blazers right now man yeah they sure were spunky there you go <laughs> frisky and spunky any of is that how we're gonna describe words. this team now yes absolutely <laughs> That's the only way we're going to sell this team right now. <laughs> I love it. I love, we're going with that. We're rolling. We're rolling. So anyway, uh, the the Blazers ended up losing to the Warriors. 137. No, that's not right. 132 to 95. Right. Uh, I got to say, though, Simons, he still looks good. Still looks the good. The Blazers got blown the heck out of the water. But Simon still looks good. He had, what, like 20, 28 minutes or something like that, and he still put up 24 points. Um, one guy that I really enjoy watching, though, is Justice Winslow. And before he came here, I had no idea about him. Like, I I didn't know anything. And he comes in here, and he shows the fan base. Like, I'm going out on a limb and saying the fan base likes watching justice winslow i don't know what what do you think man like i i feel like i'm maybe i'm stepping out of bounds here but like how do you feel about justice winslow i like the way justin winslow like works the floor i like his defense like he comes with a lot of energy which was surprising because honestly i thought it was just kind of a throw-in like during the trade you know i didn't think he was going to be mm -hmm. a contributing piece 
But right. watching him play, I think he might be a contributing piece for the future. It almost seemed like we needed a guy like Justice Winslow. Um, well, well, especially after Nas went down. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I mean, he's been a pretty good replacement. I mean, of course, he's no Nas. Um, no, but think about him coming off the bench after Nas. That's what, you know what I I'm like, saying? man. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like the like, way that he don't... runs the floor. And then if that three ball goes down, yes. you know, you see the, the entire it, floor it, open that, up. Absolutely. If that three ball continues to go down, like you're not... There's not a big drop off after Nas walks off the court. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I like, agree. Yes, there is there is a difference between those two players, and there will be next season. But I also think that with Justice Winslow, like that is a good uh, piece to have on the court to keep you afloat until Nas can get back out there. Yeah, I agree. And if I could go back to Anthony real quick. Yes, absolutely. So Please do. I I dabble in in other pods sometimes where. I'll listen to like Bill Simmons or Zach Lowe or mm -hmm. whatever, right? Name drop. Is that like a subtle flex? I'm just saying like the popular pods out there, right? The NBA <laughs> yeah. show, etc. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And they talk about most improved player every so often. And this guy's name doesn't come up. Of course it doesn't. And I think that's you know such why. a travesty to how much this man has improved. Like he is literally... Like for a good what month stretch? Not a month stretch. Maybe less than a month. No, it's been a month. He has been in. He basically single-handedly with Nurkic. Sorry. So with him and Nurk, put them back into conversations of, are we still tanking or not? <laughs> like that's a talented dude, right? How can you yeah. not give this guy, like at least a shout out, right? I think on DraftKings I mean Sportsbook. Shout out. His odds are plus 8,000. Dude. If I was a betting man, I probably still wouldn't take that bet, but I, I kind of want to. Right? Just because it's a fun a fun thing to bet. But but you also got to think about, like... This is this not gambling happen. advice, by the way. Anyone that's listening in Portland. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not gambling <laughs> advice. Financial advice. Um... You got you got to remember though, like this just happened because Dame was down and CJ got traded, right? Right. Well, I mean, it happened before CJ got traded though. But you know, without that happening, maybe we don't see what we're seeing from Nas or Nas from uh, Simons. But I think you're absolutely right. I don't I think, think that should hurt him though, right? I think that should. I think that should well, help his case. I mean, there's a big chunk of the season that he he played, you know, without these numbers true is all i'm saying like like there's there's a significant portion of the season where we didn't see what we're seeing over the past you know month month and a week or whatever we've seen so far but i gotta ask you did you come prepared after listening to those pods to give some sort of a list of names that are being mentioned yeah which is dumb so the front runner in this is ja morant is that really I mean, a most improved player candidate? I mean, it seems kind of weird. He's good. He's hella good. I mean, but he was also hella good last season. Yeah, I, I was just about to say he was hella good last season. So why didn't Luka Doncic, who made a leap last year, win that award? Like that, right? It'd be basically the same thing. Awarding Luka Doncic that, that award last year. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, another candidate is uh, Darius Garland. 
in Cleveland. Okay, warranted. Which warranted. which I I would agree there. Um, trying to think of another one off the top of my head. Tyler Hero is another one. That guy can kick rocks as far as I'm concerned. I think but, Simon you know, is over him. He, he played all right. Oh, absolutely. Look, I appreciate you bringing that to the forefront here, but I think we can all agree that Simon should definitely be in the conversation, whether he wins MIP or not. Yeah. He should definitely be in that conversation. But I think top that's five. He should. Maybe I'm biased. I mean, Maybe I'm biased. <laughs> I mean, that, that could factor into it as well. But, you right. know, I, I think also the national... I, again, I don't know who votes on these things. I should probably, you know, read up on this stuff. But I just don't care enough, <laughs> I, I <laughs> to think be it's, honest. I think it's media. If it's the media... Media like and got, peers. The, the the conversation needs to be had that the media is biased as well. We all know this, and they're going to be biased towards those bigger market teams as well. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, I guess that's another thing that Ant has going against him. Sorry, Trailcasters, Penny. Yeah. <laughs> Penny has going against him. <laughs> but, you know, I think we can hope that he gets in there. I think he doesn't. He's not going to win. Let's just be honest. Yeah. He's, he's not going to win it, but he definitely needs to be in that conversation because what we are seeing is special, and it gives us a glimpse of what we can expect next season, and by God, we should be excited. Yeah, it gives us hope <laughs> for the future. I mean, we've talked about it every single pod whenever we bring up Ant, and I actually appreciate that we take the time to talk about him almost every single pod because he needs his flowers, man. He does need his flowers. Absolutely. Show that man some love because without him, I mean, the tank would 100% be on. True. The the games would not be as exciting to watch. Not at all. I mean, like you said, give the man his flowers. But going back to, to the box score, Simons had 24 points. Winslow had 14 points. And a guy that is quickly becoming a Rip City favorite, Josh Hart, has 12 points and six boards. What do you think about Josh Hart, man? Uh, I think he's a good addition. Kind of a tough game for him. It's a tough matchup, so I kind of understand. You know, I mean, the Warriors are like one of the top, what, two, three teams in defense. So it was hard Dude. for him to get going, but Josh Hart, his defense is awesome. Like, it's, it's really, really good. And me and you, we, we said it, dude. We said, okay, letting go of Norman Powell, that, that was a big hit. Right? We felt like it was a big hit, but we're like, you know what? This Josh Hart guy kind of plays a lot like him. And I don't think the drop-off is going to be as big as we thought it was going to be. And he's bigger, too. He's bigger. Mm-hmm. So I think he fits the system better. I think his style of play fits the system better. Um, I, I didn't like the Norman Powell trade just because of what we got in return. But, you know, it all kind of has made sense. Um, look. I, I gotta be honest with you, man. I'm okay with the moves that we've made. Me too. I, I like them. I like what we've done. Yes, could we have, you know, tried to, to garner more um, picks or, you know, get whatever profit we could get from these trades? Yeah, sure, we probably could have done a little better. But I think Cronin was working with what he had. And we don't know that... We don't know if he tried to make other deals and was continually turned down. So maybe he took what That's was true. available. And sometimes 
in the game of life you have that's what you have to do you have to take what's available and make lemonade out of these lemons man and i gotta say what cronin did it was great i i think they were all good moves in the grand scheme of things, I think we should be excited about what's to come. Hopefully, he can make something happen this offseason. But one guy I want to talk about. Oh, wait, wait. Before you move on. No, no, no. Okay, go ahead. Josh Hart. No, no, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Josh Hart. Okay. Before this game, he had three three straight games of scoring over 22 points. So, I mean, the guy could get a bucket. For he sure. can get a bucket. He's always been able to get a bucket. And he looks really good next to Simons, man. So he does. That's a whole nother conversation. Cause then you start to think about when Dame comes back, what does that mean for Simons? What does that mean for Hart? Etc. We could talk about that later. Sure. Can't believe you interrupted me for that. I know, right? <laughs> that was like some trash analysis this, right there. I want I want to talk about this this kid, <laughs> this young kid that nobody's ever heard of, apparently. Yeah. Brandon Williams. Who? Brandon Williams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twelve yeah. points. And he made his first three-pointer of his career in the NBA. I gotta ask you, man. Was it slanderous what TNT did? When they put up that graphic Dude. of his one I don't, made three I do not next to Curry's that. like 3,000 something? <laughs> <laughs> that was so jacked. That was that so was pretty jacked. jacked, right? I was like, like they on, even man. apologized on about it. That was so funny. That was so, that was so out of key, dude. Like seriously, like his family's so probably up. like jumping around with joy. Then they look at the screen, they're <laughs> like, "What's this comparison?" Yeah, man. Like, how are you gonna compare him to Steph Curry, one of the greatest shooters to ever play? <laughs> that's so jacked. Yeah, definitely slanderous. Slanderous. Okay, that's that's all I needed to know. I needed to know if we were on the same page because I know you got love for Curry. Yeah. I, I needed yeah. to know. <laughs> I thought it was messed up, dude. Definitely messed up. Absolutely. So another guy. Let's talk about Greg Brown. This guy, this guy is really interesting to me because I think there's some serious potential if he can be used in the right way maybe maybe at the right position even because when he was drafted and correct me if i'm wrong he was drafted as a power forward right right so but when what? i watch him play to me again uh when eric and i interviewed tone we we kind of went over like the prototypical power forward for us and for me it's like it's a big guy like six nine and above like I, I right i'd have to look and see where greg brown is but to me greg brown seems undersized to play power forward to me watching him play out there the way he moves the way he seems to want to shoot or at least you know apparently he's been working on his on his jumper to me he seems like he might be a better fit at the three and with that length and and athleticism i feel like that would be a good spot for him to land yeah i mean watching him play it was like what what is this guy like i don't know you don't know right i don't know what position he plays because right honestly when i saw him i can't remember which what what was happening ex exactly but he caught a pass and he shot it right away like in in motion mm -hmm. and it was a nice looking jumper 
Right down there towards the baseline, right? Yes, that's or the head, one. Head, like, like almost heading to the corner three. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. And I was like, that's a really nice looking shot. Like it looks, it looked nice. And like, then I, that was money. And then, then I had to look closer. I was like, was that Greg Brown? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I did he, the same thing. Did he just nail that? And it was a I nice looking jumper. Thing. And the thing is, is that like, so, so I just looked it up. Greg Brown is six seven. He's got okay. a seven foot wingspan. So he definitely could be an undersized four, but I think you're right, man. I think the spot for him might be the three if if, if, if he, he can, can get that jumper to go down. Well, that's just offensively, though. I think the well, more yeah. important part is that he's going to have to stay in front of threes in the perimeter, which yes. I don't know whether or not he has that yet. So That's a good point. So that's what I'm saying. Like, when I'm watching him, he looks like he could play it, but... I want I want to see him work on his jumper and I want to see his foot speed like like right legitimately I want to see him plugged in at the three and I want to see how his foot speed matches up yeah I mean his with the way that his legs are he's got long long legs I doubt that his foot speed is gonna be that great but he just needs to be able to recover I mean, you don't know. like that's you the don't thing know. I mean how, how tall was Tayshaun Prince I mean he was like he was long and, and true I feel like he had some pretty good foot speed. I mean, he was he was one of the best defenders in the league at the time, was he not? Yeah, I mean, game's different though. Sure, but I mean, defense is defense, bro. That's that's true, <laughs> but I, I'm just saying like it's so spread out now that you sure. really do have to have like really good, like you were saying, foot speed. But if you don't have that good foot speed, you need to be able to recover quickly. And we know the guy could he's got bounce. He could yeah. jump, so he could definitely recover if his mind gets right for defense. And I'm sure Chauncey is someone that will whip him into shape, dude. Oh, I'm sure. I, I think we've already seen a marked improvement with, with Greg Brown from the beginning of the season till now. Like, Easily. He's already a different player. Yeah. I mean, he had like 25 minutes. The most he's ever yeah. played. Well, I mean, who else are you going to play? <laughs> Although That's, I would have liked to see, I would have liked to see Watford get that starting spot over Devin Eubank. De Devin, what's his name? I don't know. Dennis Eubanks, dude from OSU. I got you, Drew. Drew. I knew it started with a D. Drew Eubanks. <laughs> <laughs> Our very sorry, own sorry to all State the OSU Eubanks. fans out there. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Which includes you. He didn't look that bad. To be honest, he he didn't look bad, but I still would have liked to see Watford. And I get you want to see what you got in Eubanks for the short period of time you have him, but get that young Watford kid some more run, man. I I think that guy's gonna be a, a serviceable, and I and I don't mean this in a negative way whatsoever. I think he's gonna be a very good backup forward for years to come. Yeah, I feel like he's gonna be that role player off the bench that you don't have to worry about. He's gonna be like a uh, what was it like a Carlos Boozer towards you know the latter half of his career. Man, if if he could reach that, that'd be incredible. That'd be really that'd be good. amazing, right? But I think I think the reason why Eubanks started is because we don't really have a center. And no, we don't. And I it's, think it was but, a, but Watford has played that position for us. True, but I think. It might have been a matchup thing. I think they wanted to match up beef with beef with uh, Kevon Looney. I know he's not like the greatest center in the world, but he's still he's still got muscle. I mean, Watford's got size. 
Yeah, that's true. He's got. So he can hold his. I've seen him hold his own. You, I. But but you might be right. I see what you're saying though. That you probably could have gotten by with starting, trended. Yeah, just bring. I mean, just bringing Eubanks off the bench. It's all good. True. Anyway, I I, I just enjoy watching Watford play. Uh, Me too. I got a question for you though. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and up minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void or prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. With all these injuries piling up, the trades and everything, Outside of Anthony Simons. Oh, God. <laughs> Who's your favorite player to watch on this team right now? It's it's rough. It's rough out there. But I, I have to say Josh Hart. I have okay. to say Josh Hart. I, I, I like everything that he does. I think if you are a contending team, he's definitely the kind of person that you want on that team. I mean, I viewed the same... I had the same type of views that I did, um, that I do for Josh Hart, that I did for Larry Nance. I felt like Larry Nance in the right team, the right system can help a championship team. And I feel the same way about Josh Hart. You know what's funny is you mentioned the way that you felt about Larry Nance and, and everything that goes with that. I feel the same way about Justice Winslow. Ooh, okay. I really do. I feel like that's the kind of guy, just like Nas. Yeah. He's an energy guy that's going to go in there and make things happen. He may not have the flashiest numbers, but he'll make things happen. And You're not really a hot takey guy, so this is like really surprising to me. Is this a hot take, though? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> Justice Winslow has been sort of like a forgotten maybe. person. You know? Maybe, but it may be one of those situations where he just found the right system. True. You know, like some guys just need to find the right system that fits their style of play. And I think Winslow may have found it here. And and I, again, I hope that they keep him at least for another two or three years and see what, what comes of, of that, that marriage. But let's talk about the Warriors a little bit. Curry had 18 points, 14 assists. Thompson had 18 <laughs> points. <laughs> let's whisper. Let's whisper their stats. Really ASMR. Steph Curry had 18 points, 14 assists. Uh-huh. Clay Thompson had 18 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists. I can't believe Paul Cameron had injury. Paul had 15 points and 6 assists. <laughs> so many people just un- unsubscribed. Jonathan Cunningham had 17 points and 8 boards. <laughs> it's for all our ASMR fans out there. It's true. I mean, Portland is weird, so they might be really into it. We are weird, man. Maybe we'll have to bring it back. 
<laughs> Maybe. Anyway, long story short, the Warriors put it down on the Blazers. On to the next one. But before we move on to the next one, this was okay. a national broadcast. Yeah. One of one of the broadcasters had something to say about Dame in Portland. And I I hate it because it came from one of my favorite players of all time. One of my favorite analysts of all time. Charles Barkley. Oh, Chuck. The, the mound the the round, round mound, mound of rebound. rebound baby. Yes. He says Dame needs to leave and I am paraphrasing. I am not quoting this. But he said Dame needs to leave Portland if he ever wants to win a championship and he can't waste his time with a rebuild. What do you have to say about that? I mean, this Shut up, Chuck. That's what I got to say about that. Shut <laughs> this up, Chuck. First of all, this is the same man that picked the Portland Trail Blazers like three years straight to win the championship. And <laughs> got it wildly wrong. <laughs> like every off, well, every off look, season. Man, every off that's season. not his fault. That's not his fault. We got to blame it on Neil O'Shea. <laughs> all I'm saying is that Charles... Do you not listen to every single presser, every single interview, every single time Dame <laughs> opens his mouth, he talks about staying in Portland. You know what's funny is I, I saw something where a reporter asked Dame if, uh, you know, going, going the hard route, what was it? It was like, basically is sticking around and struggling and, and grinding in Portland, the hardest route. And huh. he was he he came back with, well, yeah, because you guys keep asking me the same goddamn question questions every goddamn day. <laughs> it's true though. I mean, I I feel sick for Dame having to feel those questions every single time, man. For real, can you imagine repeating yourself every single day? I know, dude. It's I'm sure like CJ is kind of like chuckling a little bit that Dame has to answer these questions because for he's probably years, pissed off for him. Well, no, because for years CJ had to hear trade talk, trade talks every <laughs> single year, and he had to say every single time, "I, I want to stay here. I don't want to be traded." Blah 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 blah. You know, <laughs> and now Dame has to feel these questions too. It's ridiculous. That's hilarious. I I'm glad you mentioned CJ. That man is feasting in New Orleans. Are we surprised? No, no. We we've been saying it to each other for years. Yep. CJ CJ needed to get and again I don't say this as like a slide to Dame or CJ. It's just CJ needed to get out of Dame's shadow. Yeah. In order to to fully reach his potential. Look. Absolutely. CJ CJ McCollum is averaging twenty eight, basically twenty eight and a half points per game six rebounds he's shooting 42 and a half percent from beyond the arc when he was with the blazers he was shooting 38.4 50 51 and a half percent field goal percent or 51 and a half percent field i i feel like i can't talk tonight because i'm so excited <laughs> for cj 51.4 percent from the field when he was with the blazers it was 43.6 dude this guy is killing it yeah and i feel like he's it, it's like he's finally been released into the wild absolutely i mean 
we said it over and over and over, dude. Dame, Dame and CJ, they occupied the same space on the floor. So it's difficult for, for them to thrive, you know, without hindering the other person. And now CJ is in the situation where Brennan Ingram and CJ McCollum, they don't, they don't play in the same space. You know, they also have bon Valanciunas. They've got some nice pieces around them. Also, Graham. Graham's a good point guard as well. It's amazing what a more balanced roster can do. Imagine that, Neil. <laughs> Imagine that, Neil O'Shea. But CJ McCollum, dude, I'm I'm actually really, really happy for him. And Absolutely. I've, I've been watching those Pelicans games, and it's been a lot of fun watching him thrive. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, you know, the, the one person I do feel bad for is Dane because... You know, he was on Draymond's podcast and saying that the CJ trade was tough to deal with. It's still tough to deal with because I feel like in his mind, and maybe he said it, in his mind, him and CJ were going to run this thing and they were going to ride it out. Yeah. And it didn't happen. And so I can only imagine, you know, I, I guess whatever, whatever you want to call it, the sadness in Dame's heart around this. Because like that was his homie, right? Like they were the mama's boys. Yeah, you dude. know, I mean, they, was, they were definitely brothers, right? Brothers from another mother. And absolutely. That, that'd be like one of us being traded, you know, to like. Well, I mean, technically, you kind of did trade yourself from Oregon to California. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't blame you for it. <laughs> but, but it was sad, though. It was sad. It hurt my heart and it really affected my play. Okay. Yeah. It affected my stats. Dude, but now you see me, like, averaging, like, 30 points, you know. Bro, you're thriving, and I'm loving it. I'm so happy for you. I would. I also would never average 30 points. I'm not. No, I'm maybe, not, maybe three. Maybe 30 screens. <laughs> I'm a screening master. You got that brick wall perk. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the brick wall badge. <laughs> the, last, the last thing you upgrade on my player on NBA 2K. That's the one that I have, like. The Hall of Fame version of. <laughs> That's like, oh, shoot. Like, I finally have enough to... Like, I've got all these other badges. What? I got so much money. What do I spend it on? Brick wall. I guess brick wall. <laughs> I guess. It's time. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm curious what your thoughts are, you know, around the way that Dane feels about the CJ trade. Like, is this going to affect his, his play? Is it going to affect the his play style? his stats in the future like how how do we think this may affect dame or does it affect him at all i think it will affect dame but you know what i i feel like it's gonna affect him in a good way i really do i think i think when dame puts his mind to grooming this team this young team um i think he'll be better for it and you know anthony he's a really good catch and shoot guy like straight up, he's good at catch and shoot, and that is something that CJ McCollum, I don't think, was very good at. He's not a catch and shoot guy. He's like a massage the ball guy for a while and then look look for his shot kind of guy. But You're if right. Dame could like you know kick out to someone in motion and to shoot it, I think Dame's assists are gonna go up. I agree with most of what you said. And Simon is better know, defense. I don't well. The potential is definitely there. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I can agree when you said that Ant is a is a catch and shoot guy. I, I need to see more of it. The I, problem is we're not I said seeing he's a right better now. 
catch and shoot guy. Not okay. that he is, because I think okay. at, at Anthony's like heart, like his core, he's a point guard. Sure. Uh, which is funny because before this month of amazingness that we've seen from Mr. Simons, we were not saying that. We no. were saying he's more of a two guard. Yeah. It, you are absolutely <laughs> right. We we did we did not like those minutes at all when Anthony Simons would play point guard. You know when Damon CJ were still here and healthy. And I don't know why. I can't say why. I, I can't put my thumb on it, but something just clicked with Ant. Well, I it's think weird. he's he's better at distributing now. And I don't know, man. I think maybe it's just the roster moves. I think it's the changes. Yeah. And I think Anthony looks comfortable now. I think the fact that Dame went down and CJ came back from injury and basically just said, look, this is this is all your thing like i let me insert myself and don't let me take away from what you're already doing i think that really had a major impact on anthony in a positive way and i think that that's when he started to take off right agreed all right man in the interest of time we got to talk about this all-star break because we haven't talked about it yet yeah you haven't been on this show to talk about it yet was that the worst dunk contest of all time? Oh, man. We're going to start there? <laughs> yeah, that is exactly where I'm going first. We're going to start there. I mean, did you not like the likes of Cole no. Anthony? No. Obi Toppin. Which, by the way, Cole Anthony, I did not realize, was Greg Anthony's son. So, yeah. by proxy, I already like him. <laughs> <laughs> or the superstar power of Juan Toscano Anderson. Jalen Green messed this up. They are. He he was the one person who could have saved this this dunk contest, but he couldn't nail any of his dunks. And when were they? When were did they start to allow like seven to eight dunk attempts? Yo, Come on, take that away, man. I say you. I say you get three attempts max, and that is that includes you throwing the ball up into the air. Like right. I don't care if you have possession. And I, can I just say that I'm done with them bringing in buddies to throw the ball to them? Because, like, if you're not, like, someone like Steve Nash or Chris Paul or, you know, somebody who can actually get you the ball. Yeah, professional. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Yes, get a professional in there. <laughs> like, what, what are get, we doing, guys? Get a professional passer in there, man. Yes. That's, all right. Wait, 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 wait. Worst dunk contest ever. How would you fix the dunk contest without saying, let's get the stars in there? I, honestly, I would get rid of it altogether. Ooh. I would also get rid of the three-point shootout. Okay. You know what I would do is I would take the skills challenge and combine it all together. Like, oh, okay. Imagine, imagine like if... I don't know. Wait, Spartan is it, race. Is it timed to, or is it judged? Absolutely timed. Timed, okay. You cannot judge it. And I think I think what you do is you have the skills contest, you have a dribble course, you have a passing course, and then you got to finish it with a certain dunk. Right. And then maybe, look, 
I haven't thought this completely through yet, obviously, but maybe if it comes down to a tie, you go to a, a shootout or something. You know, like something needs to change because what I saw on the All-Star weekend, it was awful. I mean, all of it was awful. Not Why good. in the world did the Attentacumpos not win that? You know, they don't take it seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like, how how did they not win that? It's ridiculous. They, they definitely should have won that. And and I mean, the, the Cavs three, are talented, but... Sure, but come on, man. You just lost out to Jared Allen. True. Attentacumpos. You guys have more <laughs> skill in your pinkies than that dude. I mean, he's... I don't want to take away from him. Like, he's really good. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, Giannis... I, one, I don't want to see teams. I would like to see... The All-Star break is for us to see the greatest players on the court, right? Yeah. And so, with... Like, I want to see... You told me not to, to bring up... Bring in the stars, but the stars are already there, man. Yeah. Like, I want to see LeBron James duel it out with Atentacumpo and do the skills course and the you know i, I want to see them finish with their best dunk can i you know i want to see them do a three-point shootout one-on-one -on -one. you know what i mean like have them on opposite ends of the court can i tell you my idea my idea no yes <laughs> so nba superstars if you don't want to participate in the dunk contest Let's just get other superstars from other sports to do the dunk contest. Once upon a time, there was a dunk contest where, where <laughs> Deion Sanders, Barry Bonds, you can look this up, man. Chris I've, I've Carter seen it. I've seen did it. a dunk contest, okay? They participated in it, and it was a lot of fun. I'm not even going to lie. Can you? We saw Miles Garrett. Put, I just want to see celebrities. Posters, dude. I want to see celebrities. Like, I want to see... I don't even know. Like, I want to see The Rock go out there and dunk it or something, Can and you, then have them have them wheel out a tiny little hoop for Kevin Hart. Wouldn't you want to see Devonte Adams get out there and dunk? Of course, I would. Wouldn't you watch every single moment of that? Like, what is sure. he gonna do? But that's but that's also pretty gimmicky. You know what I mean? Like, look, it's a dunk contest, my, my bro. Of course, it's gimmicky. Sure, right? My true feeling, my true feeling about All Star Weekend. Is that it? Just needs to go away. Ooh, okay. It needs to go away. So you're I mean, you're in favor of like the in-season tournament. I find zero joy from the All Star. I I watch some of the All Star weekend because I feel like it's my duty as a basketball aficionado. Lover. Yeah. I don't even want to call myself an aficionado. I just love basketball. I feel like it's my duty to watch it, but I hate it. Like every every minute of it, I hate it. My the best years I I ever had watching the All Star Game were from the early '90s and when Kevin Hart was playing in the in the Celebrity Game. Yeah, it's like it's like or when Nelly. It's like when Kanye drops a new album. It's like, dude, I don't, I I know I don't want to listen to this. Like, just get me through the wire, bro. But, just get me through the wire. But I gotta, I gotta listen to someone say "donda, donda, donda, donda." <laughs> that album is trash. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, yes. Uh, to answer your question, I am a fan of the in-season tournament. I know a lot of people are not, but I like the idea of giving teams incentive 
to be competitive in these tournaments and rewarding them with either draft picks or playoff seeding. I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of it too. And plus it's got like some March Madness like yes. vibes to it. And like, who doesn't you, okay, love March let me, Madness? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Would you go, would you rather go to All-Star Weekend in its current form for three days? Or would you rather go to either an East Coast or West Coast uh, tournament to determine whether or not your favorite team will get, you know, X draft pick or draft picks or X playoff spot or like a guaranteed spot in the playoffs? Oh, somewhere. tournament hands down. That's what I'm saying, man. Like hands that would make down. things a lot more fun. Yes. That's how I think you fix All-Star Weekend. I like it. In your opinion, do you think there's any way they can make the All-Star Game like truly or All-Star Weekend truly any better? No, I think it's a big money grab. It's a money grab. That's all it is, man. That's all it is. Anyway, next up, but we're dreamers. We are. Next up, we got the Blazers at the Nuggets Sunday at 6 p.m. Row, it's been fun. It's always a thrill. Thank you for joining me on the show. Absolutely. Big shout out to you, my co-host, the Bay Area Blazer, Rosa Panta, the Basketball Podcast Network, DraftKings, and especially you, our listeners, Twitter followers, and Bucket Busters. You make it so easy to keep stepping up to this mic. Keep reaching out to us on Twitter, at BustedBucket, with your comments and questions. We love building community with you all. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Be good to each other, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.